0: welcome to another what's up podcast this is becca martin brown the features editor for the northwest arkansas democrat gazette and i think this is the first time i've captured john jetter the music director of the fort smith symphony to be on a podcast hi john
1: hi how are you thank you for having me
0: i am so ex- okay i wrote a very business-like story about all the things you learned during the pandemic and how you were going to incorporate them into the 21-22 fort smith symphony season Okay. I don't um, want to talk about that. I want to talk about the last show. Okay.
1: All right. You mean the last? I'm
0: super excited. The last the concert.
1: Up, of the upcoming season. Okay. Uh
0: huh.
1: Well, and they're all cool concerts, but yeah, I think our, our biggest production is the season closer on April 2nd. Oh my gosh. Of 2022.
0: And, I know it sounds uh, a long way away, but listen, guys, this one's worth it.
1: Yeah. So. We uh, love film music. Uh, I love film music personally. I think it's some of the uh, coolest stuff out there. And if you think about the general public's um, interaction with a symphony orchestra, just on a regular basis, where is it? It's in motion pictures and, uh, you know, TV and Netflix and all that. It's all those great uh, scores and uh, an orchestra adds so much to uh, a story. So uh, with that in mind, we are going to be showing the complete Raiders of the Lost Ark. And this is a uh, uh, now it's actually a Disney production. You know, Disney now owns all the the, uh, Lucasfilms and all that. And uh, we're going to be performing the complete score uh, by John Williams, of course, live while everyone watches the entire movie. And uh, that includes all the dialogue, all the sound effects, all the music that takes place like in the movie. You know, if there's some ethnic uh, bands and instruments, things like that, it's in there. So uh, it's a terrific uh, production. It uh, requires an orchestra. I think the orchestra size is about 90. So it's pretty good size. Yeah. And that's kind of a typical John Williams score. He liked that really big orchestra sound. And he really, of course, with Star Wars, he actually brought that sort of classic orchestral score back to Hollywood because we kind of don't realize it. But in the 19 starting the late 1950s into the 1960s, uh, pop scores, jazz scores um, uh, were more were becoming more and more common. And it was a commercial thing. You know, you could you would you would make a movie and maybe write a song that would be in the movie, like a pop song. And they found that that was a great way to sell. You know, I guess at that time would be 45s.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember Uh, those.
1: Yeah. So uh, anyway, John Williams uh, brought this sound back. And of course, it's a classic of John Williams score. So we're uh, we're thrilled to do it. Uh, We have a lot of interest in it, of course. And the way it's going to work is we have a concert uh, on uh, April 2nd at 7 o'clock. And uh, if as we get closer to it, if uh, more and more and more and more people call and we're just inundated with requests, we could theoretically do a second performance uh, on Sunday. So that's kind of in the back of our minds and the, the folks that produce it, they know that that's a possibility. So we'll just see how it goes.
0: Oh, fingers crossed. Cause if you do it on Sunday, I can bring my little girl. Okay. Oh, that would okay. Oh, be wonderful. In that case. In that case, in that case I, I, you should just yeah. There you go. So tell me about the rest of the season.
1: Well, uh, our first concert, well, our concerts, our, our season is a mix of programs. Like we always do. Um, we're kind of proud that, not only are we doing some great uh, music this year, but we are featuring some wonderful uh, lesser-known composers who in recent years, very recently, have become very popular. And uh, we open our season with a short work by Amy Beach, who uh, was born in 1867. She is the first recognized American female concert composer. Wow! She a, yeah, she was... A, uh, uh kind of grew up in uh you know late uh 19th century early 20th century america um was a very talented young pianist and composer she got married and of course uh people will cringe she had the traditional you know you get married and you can't you know the husband said well you have to be uh you have to be a wife and a mother so this music stuff you just kind of have to put this aside a little bit you know you can do a couple uh recitals a year Uh, Maybe write a few things, but you know, it was that uh, old school, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to go, I mean, we could go down that route. (laughs) Uh, But eventually, she was the first uh, woman to have a uh, major symphony uh, that she wrote, Gaelic, that's called the Gaelic Symphony, performed by a major American orchestra. And uh, that's a real, real interesting historical. Uh, start. And then after, directly after that piece, we're uh, performing the second violin concerto by Florence Price. And hopefully by now, everyone listening knows who Florence Price is. Uh, she was, Arkansas's uh,
0: own in many ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Born and raised in Arkansas. First uh, uh, African-American female symphonic concert composer to be recognized as such. And uh, our soloist is ur Kung, Kong, who, of course, everyone knows. She's uh, a violin professor, the violin professor at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. She's also our concert master. She's also, uh, she and uh, also, I think, the Fort Smith Symphony were the two uh, uh, groups of people who really helped bring Florence Price's music to the forefront. And um, uh, I, I realize that's kind of a, you know, that's a heady thing to say. <laughs> but, but true. Fact, but it's very true. So, what happened around, uh, I guess, around 2017, Urgene uh, uh, and Ryan Cockerham recorded uh, Florence Price's uh, violin concertos. I think they, they were the first recordings. Urgene uh, was the soloist, Ryan was the conductor. They did it overseas. And this recording um, was featured in a number of major, uh, uh, newspapers and it got interest in, well, who's this composer? You know, wow. She's, you know, she's, not only is she a wonderful composer, but, uh, she's really, you know, the first, uh, African-American female concert composer. And about this time, we, we started seeing this, uh, strong shift for us all, uh, socially, Uh, to uh, try to have more uh, diversity and inclusion really across the board in everything and everything, just day-to-day life and of course in the arts. So as the press started to come out about Eugene's recording, by that time we had uh, scheduled our recording uh, of the Florence Price First and Fourth Symphony and we actually, we did the world premiere performance of the Fourth Symphony. This is all a subject for another day, but with, with her recording released and then when ours came out, there was just reviews everywhere uh, internationally and lots of uh, really incredibly uh, wonderful coverage. Every, you know, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, the New Yorker, everything. And now I would urge any listener to take a few minutes and Google any orchestra in the United States right now, just anyone. And if you look at their season this year, There's Florence Price on the program. Um, There's also uh, William Grant still is on the program of all these orchestras this year. And uh, we had that great uh, opportunity to be the first to record all of his symphonies. So uh, that's a long way of saying that uh, we we have a very uh, special relationship with uh, Florence Price and her music. And, of course, very proud that she's uh, born and raised Arkansan. So uh, we're doing that second violin concerto, and we're also performing the uh, Symphony Number no. 8 of Antonin Dvorak. This is all in the first program. That's on September 11th. Uh, on October 16th, we're performing a patriotic pops concert uh, on the grounds of the U.S. Marshals Museum.
0: What are the we, lessons from the pandemic concerts? Yeah, people like yeah.
1: that. People love the outdoor concerts, and, and orchestras give outdoor concerts. We hadn't done any in a while, and people love the museum because we, we perform basically between the museum and the river. So directly behind us is the river and there's this huge uh, grass area where people can sit and um, it's, it's a great place to perform. So we're, that's sort of packed back by popular demand. We do a a, a exciting holiday concert on December 4th. And I say exciting because we have these great new arrangements of a lot of uh, uh, traditional classics And um, a lot of them feature soloists in the orchestra. So, uh, and there's a lot of, there's almost like a film music flavor to a lot of them. So we're excited to do that. And then on March 5th, our other classics program features another fascinating composer, uh, Joseph St. George, who uh, was born around the time of Mozart in 1745. He's the first uh, known famous uh, black classical composer. He was a contemporary of Mozart, um, a lot you know Mozart, uh, Haydn Beethoven loved St. George's music. His biography is unbelievable. It's like you could do, easily do a miniseries about him. He grew up uh, basically uh, uh, in sort of a, a slave situation uh, in Guadalupe, which is that's uh, kind of near Puerto Rico. It's in the Lesser Antilles, ended up going to Europe. He became a world-famous, well, within the terms of that time, Mm -hmm. uh, European-famous fencing champion. He was a brilliant uh, rider, horse rider, believe it or not, a very well-known dancer. Uh, He was a soldier, and he was also this fantastic composer. Historically, there is hardly any uh, information about his um, early musical studies. We kind of don't know how he did it but the music is outstanding. When people listen to it, they say, my gosh, that sounds, that sounds like Mozart or Haydn. Wow. Uh, so we're, we're thrilled to be, uh, I think we're performing his first symphony. Um, changing gears totally on that uh, same program. We're uh, performing uh, the uh, Marimba Concerto by a composer named Eric Ewazen. It's a really awesome uh, piece. Very rock-ish pop-ish but it is a legit piece for uh, uh, solo marimba and uh, string orchestra it's very cool Uh, Tommy Dobbs who uh, is a percussionist in the orchestra he's the uh, percussion teacher at University of Arkansas Fort Smith will be the soloist he's wonderful great guy so and then of course we do Raiders of the Lost Ark so I think it's a a really great mix of music Uh, I've said this before about seasons past uh, this, again, is a great season. Maybe if you haven't uh, been to the symphony before or a symphony, it's a great season to check out because there's so much variety on the season, which, as you know, is what we love.
0: And people should know that the concerts are going to begin a little earlier for this season. They'll start at 7 instead of 730, another lesson from COVID, and they'll right. be 75 minutes without intermission.
1: Yeah. So that was another uh, doing concert. We did 12 live performances during COVID. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. We had two outdoors and 10 indoors. And yeah, when you we we did the concerts very differently, of course, because of COVID. And then after a while, people started talking, and as a result, uh, in a good way, like, hey, you know, I kind of liked that uh, the concerts didn't have intermission. Yeah, I liked an earlier start time. Yeah, I, yeah, this was cool that our uh, concert programs uh, were we could see them on our phones, although we had been doing that a little earlier. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you're right. Concerts start at seven. The one at the museum actually is earlier. That's a five o'clock. That is a play before it gets too dark concert time. (laughs) Right. We want to, and it's funny, we want to avoid lights because the last, we did an outdoor concert a few years back that went into the evening and we had lights. Um, And I had a light on my, like, like shining up, from the podium and we were in a different part of town but we were also on the river and we just the bugs just attacked us i was gonna say I
0: mosquitoes mean, the size of cornish oh game hands
1: yeah and as many <laughs> as, as as great a response as we had towards the concert many people said the thing they enjoyed the most was watching me try to do my job with well, like literally and they, really a cloud of bugs someone took some <laughs> video i said like, oh my god so no, I, was, I mean, I had, to, I, mean I, I, I had to make sure like I really I had to make sure my mouth was closed and I was <laughs> turning the pages and there was like a d- big squashed bug on a page. It was oh. it was uh, exciting. We're not doing that again. No.
0: So, and this um, is what artists do for their art. I guess. I guess.
1: But uh, a cool thing is we do the concerts at seven. Uh, we'll be finished around 815 and then everyone's invited to go across the street from the concert hall to the bakery district. And it's a uh, there's a great indoor and outdoor space. And I think I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think your ticket or your e-ticket will get you uh, a a beverage or two. And there's going to be food there and we will be having live music there. And it's sort of a combination indoor outdoor setting. So people have a chance afterwards to visit and to sort of extend their uh, musical evening if they want to in a more casual setting. And Uh,
0: will will you and some of the orchestra members be there so people can rub elbows with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Absolutely. We have the Cool Cats Jazz Quartet is one of the groups. Uh, The 4th Symphony String Quartet is one of the groups. Uh, Oh, oh, I forget. We have a Latin uh, flute and violin duo, uh, duo Capricioso. They do like a Latin jazz uh, uh, series of pieces. So, and I think that what we do post-concert is going to be expanded a lot more uh, as we look into the future. I think it's going to be very successful. So the idea is sort of presenting, yeah, of course, a symphony concert, but more of like a musical evening. And the way it's timed, that little bit of time difference, people can easily have dinner beforehand. If they want to wait and have dinner afterwards, they can. Or have dinner, go to the symphony, go to the after party, and then they can do something else if they want to, or just go home and crash.
0: (laughs) So fun. Yes. Well, thank you for talking to us. Season tickets are currently on sale to new subscribers, correct? That is correct, yes. And then single tickets sometime in late August.
1: That is correct, yes.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. If you haven't heard the Fort Smith Symphony, I don't even like classical music, and I love the Fort Smith Symphony. So, there oh, you go.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> thank you. This is another What's Up podcast. And I'm Becca Martin-Brown. Thank you for listening.